Hello Berlin. Hello Seb. Uh, today we are talking with uh, Johan Glans about elves. You played some elves in Premodern, right? And you actually built some decks. What do you feel about elves in Premodern? Anton Glans, Seb. Anton, god damn it. I can edit that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Johan Glans. <laughs> okay. Hey kids, I'm here with uh, Olan and Anton. Guys, do you know how you say friend in Elvish? Mellon. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I am Seb. This is Monster of the Week constructing old school magic. I'm leading chill from 93. Yeah, this is how we chill from 93. What are we talking about today, Wallan? Today we're going to talk about uh, Anton Glanz and his uh, pre-modern elves, which has been tearing up the several tournaments with lately. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, so, Anton? You've been playing it a long time, right? Yeah, I've been playing since 2016, I guess. Pre-modern, at least. Mm-hmm. But I've play- been playing Magic since '98, so yeah. And why and how did you end up with playing a lot of elves? Ooh, uh, yeah, I, I played a lot of vintage and legacy uh, from like 2010 and forward. And I fell in love with, uh, with Storm and Combodex. Uh, and once Berlin revealed the pre-modern format, I, I always liked. Oh, I want to play Storm. I want to play Storm so bad. But uh, Tendrils of Agony is banned, uh, as well as Necropotence. Mm. So, um, and then there was a lot of discussion about Jagmat's Bargain, which was legal when I started playing. Um, but like Brain Freeze was perhaps the only out if you weren't playing uh, Donate Illusions mm. version. You needed the last set piece to win yeah. with something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, uh, just by total random factor, an old friend of mine, he called up. I hadn't, hadn't talked to him in like two, three years. Uh, and he called up and said he was uh, planning to sell his old collection, which had two or three gas cradle in them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, dude, before you sell everything, I want to I wanna hook you up. Yeah, I, I get uh, it now. I get it now. Yeah. And then he... Uh, 
and I, I guess the gas cradle back then were like, I don't know, a hundred bucks or something. No, no, uh, 150 mm-hmm. bucks perhaps. Uh, and I told him like, I was quite transparent about it, uh, the value. Uh, but he said like, no, you're a friend and like, uh, yeah, of course you can have them cheaper. And I was like, no, 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 take the money. But <laughs> he let it go quite cheap. So then it was like one gas cradle from the playset. Um, and I figured like, this is perhaps the best storm deck or could be one of the best storm decks in, in pre-modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I, I bought the last one and then I started brewing with elves. But, but it's not storm uh, per se. What, what do you mean? No, it's, 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 not. it's like not. spewing out all the creatures with gas cradle. Okay. Yeah. Exactly, but uh, like that's that that was my premises to enter elves. Uh, I have not played in at all in like a legacy, which where it has been a good archetype mm-hmm. for uh, a lot of years now. But um, uh, I figured I, I wanted to try like collective unconscious. It seems so fun, uh, and if you guys don't know what that is, it's a sorcery for four and green green. Uh, that says you get to draw a card for each uh, each creature you control. So I figured, like, if you have a lot of dorks and uh, a cradle, you, you can add a lot of mana quite Value. And, yeah, yeah, value. And then I started looking around and it's like, what else, what else cool, like, big green spells is there? What, what can I win with except for combat damage? And then I found Biorhythm, which was like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a card. It's banned in uh, Elder Dragon or Highlander or Commander. So I, I, that was like, okay, I, I want to play by rhythm. I want to play um, uh, Collective Unconscious, and I want to, I want to combo up yeah. when I can. Yeah. Uh, and ha- have you told your friend about the price uh, <laughs> of Gaius Cradles today? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I have not, sadly. But uh, he was quite happy about the deal. Yeah. Uh, like he, he got a kid uh, just a few months ago so uh his yeah he, he left his focus is elsewhere yeah <laughs> that's right Orlan, oh, uh, yeah. but before we go forward talking about elves and everything uh, what was your journey into like pre-modern uh, well i had heard about it before i don't know who told me um, and then we played the Åland Invitational at your place in late 2016. was the first time I, I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like December 2016. Um, and then I, I, before that, I, since I had all the legacy cards like Lionside Diamonds, Mox, Mox Diamond, City of Traitors, Gaius Cradles, and all the expensive cards except for Seraph Sanctum, uh, I just bought like... 10, 20 decks or something. Yeah. Uh, and then we actually played the first um, uh, tournament at a gaming convention. Uh, four people in 2017, me, Anton, and Joachim, and another guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that was the first GoffCon tournament. And then the next year we played like, I thought uh, maybe we we get to 10 people in 2018. I think we ended up 28 or something. And on Yeah, I think we were I think we were 18. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because we we got we became 28. Yeah, in yeah. 2019. Yeah. yeah. And we were like 18 people and like half the tournament dropped the last round to to go get <laughs> yeah. food and I I lost the tiebreakers uh, the win for the tiebreakers uh, to, uh, to Anton. He won the tournament with like 
one percent tiebreaker or something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Totally yeah, back. Yeah. Totally back. <laughs> uh, I started 4 0 and then lost the last round against when I was down paired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anton, you, you've always been like, a, uh, you've been arranging some of the tournaments and you've been pushing pre modern a lot. So, why, except for going into Storm and maybe getting Gas Cradles, what was it that like turned you on with the format? Yeah, I, it, it's the nostalgia uh, for sure. Uh, I I played like my my peak fun level of Magic was, I guess I was like 15 years old, uh, which was 2003 or something like that. 2002, 2003. Um, uh, after the invasion block and Odyssey block came, and uh, I started playing old extended. And I found this awesome Secret Force deck, which had uh, played Natural Order and uh, Verdant Force. Uh, and then some guy in the Pro Tour, he, he played like a Black Splash with it to play Duresses and Pernicious Deed. And uh, that deck was, uh, like, and that format, that era was so fun. It was so, so fun. Mm. And then came the Planeswalkers and the Magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> we already yeah. had planeswalkers, uh, right? <laughs> but but in that but but it, yeah, it was you yeah, and I that were the plane planeswalkers before. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I think, uh, so, and I played like a lot of block constructed back uh, in uh, when I lived in Vecco with uh, a lot of people there. Uh, so we we like. We bought into pre-modern staples or yeah, pre-modern block decks, I guess. And then uh, I started selling off some cards in 2016, and then I get to hear about okay, there's a new new constructed format called pre-modern. It's like oh shit, <laughs> why did I sell all my cards? Um, well, as Olan said, it, well, it, yeah. it's not that expensive to get into. It's some key yeah. cards that are expensive, yeah. So maybe it wasn't yeah. that big of a loss. No, it wasn't. I kept like I, I had my legacy like, vintage staples uh, left, so it was just mostly pre-modern jank. But it was like so much jank, which I now <laughs> want to have. But uh, yeah, and uh, so when I played pre-modern there in 2017 with uh, Oland and uh, Jokimon and Johnson, we I don't know something grew, and uh, it was like let's organize this. Uh, Let's try to like just delight the people that this format is awesome and uh, yeah. yeah, from there on. And, and it's been growing strong, uh, I'd say. Uh, and I was with Martin Berlin, like in in the beginning, he had been making the format for a while, and I I, I do remember trying to build all the like archetypes, and uh, my way of going into it was more like trying to find an archetype and make the best of it. And on the site, you can see some <laughs> versions of different archetypes, but uh, they are maybe not like what, what we would, would like, what, what we would see in a tournament today. What, what do you guys feel about the format today? It's, it's, it's so different because when you started, you probably built some kind of John deck or something. Uh, <laughs> I uh, did make a bunch of Ariana decks and like yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's so different. If you look at the, the early decks and the, 
if if you read some old stuff from Martin Berlin when he posts the tier one decks, uh, I I would say that none of them that he considered tier one back then is tier one now, uh, hmm. apart from maybe Sly. Yeah, Sly is uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and there has been so much evolution in the format, and there's coming new decks like all the time. I remember the Nationals. Uh, in 2019 when or was it 18 i don't know when mika linden won with devourer a yeah. deck that ha- hadn't even yeah. been hadn't even been seen and now yeah. it's a it's a clear deck that you you see all the time nowadays the devourer combo it it was actually in the top eight you top eight uh, like recently the was it the fall brawl or what what did what was it called the tournament me or Oland? Uh, no, I'm talking about Anton. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was uh, the fall brawl. Uh, uh, yeah, so. and there, there was an uh, Devour deck there, right? Uh, yeah, eight. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think he went yeah. 8-0 or 7-1 in the, in the Swiss. So. Yeah. But, and you, you top-baited with your Elves deck. Yeah, on, on, yeah. Uh, on good tiebreakers. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and, uh, like, before we get more into your deck... Uh, Maybe we could mens- mention some of the like, uh, what 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 are the top contending decks? Would you guys uh, say today? I think the the most, and this is just because they are cheap and they're popular. Therefore, but uh, I think Sly, Landstill, and The Rock are the obvious like tier one decks. But they are very popular because they're they're good and they're cheap. So uh, and like. Sly, Sly is so representative of what it does. Landstill is so representative of what a control deck should be. And the rock is like, it's mid-ranged uh, embodied. So it, they're really cool um, archetypes. Uh, apart from them, I think uh, Stifle Knot has become um, a really, really powerful uh, combo deck. Uh, and whether you like to play it uh, uh, black, blue, or blue, white, or Esper, black, blue, white. Yeah, that's up to you. But um, and also full English, full English breakfast is such a good combo deck. Uh, Pink prison, like the blue red the Cyphernaut deck was, uh, like the uh, was kind of popular a while. Yeah, I, I think stand still usually. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just worse compared to the other yeah. ones. Uh, okay, but yeah, yeah, I I think that. You really need you. You really want to play black for the res. Um, you don't mm-hmm. want to play the stifle mount without the res. I see. It, it's. It, I think the res is one of those cards where people say that it's the best card in modern. Um, I think the res is one of the absolutely best cards in 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 pre modern as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I think I think that uh, one of the other decks that's clearly up there is also some variant of goblins. Uh, yeah, which is insanely strong and can can like go a turn one lucky and then like turn three, turn four kill just like by spewing out everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think those are the seven. Uh, Pink, Pink Prison is also uh, yeah. it's such a good deck. Uh, mm. But I think those are like the top seven decks uh, in the format. I uh, just want to say, I think even Pink Prison is even better online since it's untimed rounds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you can sit there. I mean, if I would want to see if like uh, people like Eric Sundberg and Joachim Albelund would play it online and didn't have to 
fear about fear for drawing the match like they can sit there forever and just <laughs> just do nothing feel good yeah but then also like i played the uh, yuki almelund the last weekend in the in another tournament um and uh, his his sideboard tech was i will always win game one and then i will remove all my wimpers and just board in ivory towers and i will go to time yeah <laughs> so, so like yeah that's that's such a cool take on yeah I mean that that's like him in old school when he played the deck. He can win like game one, and then he can sit in, board out his win cons because yeah. they are so bad, and sit yeah. game game two and do nothing. Exactly. Yeah, I think I won in NoobCon against him uh, because he like decking him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he didn't have I. I remember it as removing his mistress factories or something in, of that sort, and he couldn't win anymore because of, he, he liked to get in control, but winning is not like that important in that way, maybe. Yeah, and honestly, like if you lose a game where you're yourself getting drawn out, like you actually it's, won that game. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drawing cards, it was win it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but also, like when all of us like started we met in some tournaments and whatever i think the world also has changed of course yeah. a lot of more online play right yeah. uh, and i i many people like when they get into the format they maybe want to play some cards they remember like from back in the day and i i do really enjoy how like the format still is evolving in a way uh, as I see it, do you guys agree with that? Yeah, it's it's so unsolved, uh, and like even if it was, it's still it's like fifty different decks that are actually tier two and could win a tournament. So it's, yeah. it's so broad and versatile right now, uh, and it's a really good shape. And I think like the whole online community is really really like dissatisfied by where it is. So like ban discussions or it's not up for debate yet because because it's had pre-modernism in such a happy place right now yeah uh, and, and we, we have like it's a split between everything right you have like the combo decks the control decks yeah. the aggro decks and like the mid-range decks even you mentioned the rock and whatever yeah. everything it's like a perfect circle in a way yeah absolutely yeah, and everything has its place in some manner. And we keep seeing decks being... Like the Devour deck you mentioned, uh, Olan. It it wasn't even a thing anywhere in Magic history before, right? No, yep. I don't... Yep. Uh, no, I don't think so. And now, uh, like like three years ago, people didn't even play Devourer Triskelion in, in full English breakfast. But now people do. And it's like... Mm. Even the full English breakfast is changing a lot. Like I've seen so many different cards in that uh, deck the the last six months. So so yeah, I I think that decks are getting better, the players are getting better, and yeah. uh, I mean, it's always the thing. You build a deck, okay? Uh, can this deck beat Sly? Uh, <laughs> when I when I played Mud, my answer was no. I dodged Sly for nine rounds. Um, that was my my game plan. Um, <laughs> it worked out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that's that's the thing. It's like you you have a couple of uh, boogeymen like the the landstill, the sly, and the rock. Yeah. How mm. are you doing against those decks? Exactly. They are, they are the best I keep, decks. I keep making fun of uh, Berlin because he he always puts in some sort of 
you need to be able to address the lackey yeah. or some <laughs> so like a lot of you need to play against the uh like more <laughs> the f- what, what i don't remember what, what it calls them the fun police yeah, yeah. the slide decks yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he I, i make fun because he always puts in festering goblin <laughs> yeah. in black because of lackey and festering goblin it's like a weird card you wouldn't play it either in many other formats but here it takes so many Uh, more aggressive builds. It, yeah, it's a two for one in a way Absolutely. against Sly also. Uh, okay, I'm actually going to cut to uh, a like brief conversation I had with uh, Berlin now, and then we're going to, into the elves, Anton. It's one of the, uh, I think, most enjoyable decks to play, honestly. I think. But there are, I mean, there are a lot of decks and a lot of opinions. But it's uh, it's a fun deck. And it's quite different from other decks, actually, in how it plays. Mm-hmm. Like how it's it's wide or it's uh, it's aggressive or where, where does it stand? It's really aggressive. And uh, it's also combo-ish. So I guess you could classify it as sort of an aggro combo deck, and they are quite this is quite a rare archetype, I would say. But more mm. than anything else, I think it's an aggro deck more than a combo deck. Um, but uh, with that said, you can build it in some different ways. Yeah, when you built your version on the Premother Magic uh, site, uh, how did you go about then? Uh, you mean the one in the slash deck sections? That one is actually quite old. Mm. Uh, so that one, uh, when I built that one, I didn't have like a full understanding of uh, how to build the best version in my opinion now. Or, and so on. So I think that is a bit like uh, sub-optimal from a, a sort of competitive perspective. Mm. Uh, What changed, you think? Uh, like what did you have to what changes did you have to make uh, so to basically make, rival? Mm, make it more streamlined i guess uh, that doesn't mean so much uh, mm. but uh, yeah i cut more concretely i cut the what is it they're called the messengers right the silver messengers those that look at the top four mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, fetch your elves because they're they're too slow uh, and i ha- actually had some i mean i was um, when i rebuilt it much later Uh, I was quite influenced by the a version that uh, Anton had done well with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we discussed it a little bit and then I made a few uh, changes to that one that I, so I, in my opinion, streamlined it a little bit compared to his version, making it slightly less cumbersome and a little bit more focused on the aggro, uh, aggro side of things. Uh, Yeah, compared to his version, I cut the collective unconscious. This this uh, draw cards thing, and I maxed out on on the overruns and uh, uh, buy rhythm mm, I instead. see. And uh, you actually are are you using lords still in a way, or 
Did you have like you had the Elvis? What's what's they called? Elvis champions earlier, right? Or uh, yeah, I still think I have some number. This I don't remember recall the exact number now. Um, but I have some number of mm. those. I'm mm. sure. How do you think uh, Elves stands in premodern? Why do you think it's good in the format? Uh, like how it has evolved. Um, I, I mean, I think it's good uh, because of its sheer raw power, basically. It's asked the question, as, as you say, uh, and if you can't answer that, I mean, you, you, you're going to go down uh, often, mm. like on turn four, because it's so, so damn fast. Uh, another thing it has going for it, maybe, is that it's a green deck rather than a red aggro deck. So, uh, the meta game will, to some extent, be tuned in versus red aggro like Sly and Goblins, and that might give you some like comparative edge. You're going that, under uh, the radar in a way. Yeah, at least the comp like, like versus cards like Circle of Protection, Red and Chill and so on, they won't affect you. Th then there are some some more general anti aggro cards like Wrath of God, of, and uh, of course will. Uh, still be problematic, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think you dodge some hate, but then that comes also at a cost, of course. Uh, with the raw power of the deck, it's it only has sort of one angle of attack, uh, and that is to really like burst out as many creatures uh, as possible, as mm. fast as possible. So it leaves you vulnerable to all sorts of sweepers, and you don't have the range that that you have like in a in a burn deck. The reach or the yeah, the reach, yeah. reach range, yeah. yeah. Like you, you, you need to to go there with creatures, so yeah, you need to go the distance in a way. Exactly. Okay. You, well, you have the biorhythm, uh, or yeah, you need you need the creatures for the run. I get it. Yeah, but also for the biorhythm because I mean you can you can't reach eight <laughs> mana. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. And at the minimum, <laughs> you need one creature in play, not to die yourself. So yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in in that sense, it's very like yeah. Very old in deck, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, thanks for joining us. Do you, do, do you have anything you think I should ask uh, uh, Anton, that is, uh, when I speak with him about his deck or anything else? Uh, I don't know. I mean, so uh, in my sideboard, I had lots of uh, success, I think, with Winter Orb. Mm. Uh, I think it's a key card that you can sneak in versus control decks like blue white land still and mm. sometimes just steal the win just from that card alone uh, I, I noticed that he added it in, in the main uh, deck along with Tanglewire now in his latest version so I'd, I'd maybe ask him how, how that has worked out for him having that in the main deck that might be a, like a metagame call but yeah, and you used, you, I don't know what your latest versions are, but like he also goes in on Tanglewire. Uh, and I don't see, you used to, what's the <laughs> artifact that taps lands, what is it called? Uh, for five. Oh, Mishas Helix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that I used uh, like in an earlier version, but, but no more. I think uh, it's too, uh, it's too like... Uh, too much of a win more and you I mean I honestly I'd rather have uh, an overrun at that point because mm. Helix like the other like 
bigger cards. They're only good when you have a lot of elves, so in that case I'd rather just go for the win. But Winter Orb is a little bit different because uh, it's so cheap. But it's a tension in the deck, you don't want too many reactive cards. Um, yeah, like Winter Orb or Tangle Wires. Mm. I mean, you need you need your enablers, I mean your elves, and then you need some win conditions. And you can't just fit too, too much other stuff there because then you will come out short in the other departments. So, Well, yeah, all the fun stuff needs to go then. No, I mean, okay. uh, not, <laughs> well, not uh, it, Misha's Helix, the fun stuff. No, I mean, uh, you have the overrun and the biorhythm. That, that's the fun stuff, Seb. Yeah, okay, okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Uh, it will be interesting to see what uh, Anton has to say. Uh, thank you for joining us and uh, take care till next time, Berlin. Thanks, Seb. Take care. Bye. What do you think about elves? Um, I really like elves. Um, I haven't played it in pre-modern. I have it built and I have borrowed it out to someone who tried it. Uh, he didn't really like it because he didn't understand how it worked. But uh, yeah, I like it. I played elves in Legacy. Uh, and this is like, um, yeah, you even get to play more fun cards in this deck. You get to play Tanglewire, my favorite card from both Vintage and and yeah, the mod deck. Yeah, and uh, that's actually, maybe we can start there because uh, uh, Berlin actually wanted me to ask you about that, Anton. Yeah. He had, like in the early, early version, you can see on the pre-modern page, he, he like trying to brush it off now because that's not what Elves is today, but he had uh, Wintrobe in his sideboard even after you guys talked and he started developing another version of it by yeah. himself. Yeah. Uh, what, why and how are your thought process between that and uh, Tanglewire as Oland mentioned? Yeah, uh, so I played, I played a lot of elves during 2019 which had Collective Unconscious and while that deck was hilarious to play it was like it, it was a combo deck uh, which had trouble against control decks like mass removal punished it on so many levels so both landstill and uh, the rock were hard matchups so um, uh, i tweaked uh, took some inspiration from uh, other deck lists and uh, it was like yeah let's cut the let, let's cut the collective unconscious and try out tagger wire because i need to address uh, the mid-range and control decks. Uh, and once I did, it was like, okay, this is even more fun. Now, now I can choose to play aggro, combo, or prison. Yeah. The same deck. Uh, but, but you're not able to draw as many cards. No, so. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm fine <laughs> with it. I'm fine with that. Because like Tangwire is, I think Tangwire is by far of all decks. Uh, sorry to to say this, Oland, but it's better in, in Elves than it is in Mud. Because we have more permanence uh, turn two than you have, so uh, it's like it's like a time time walk for round three, turn three and turn four, and then you have usually had time to like overextend or one, 
so so it's so good in elves. Um, and then it was like, okay, what what other card is it that I usually win where against control with? And it was Winter Orb for sure. Uh, if I resolve Winter Orb against Landstill, they have no chance. Uh, because you had it in the sideboard, like yeah, uh, and it boarded in uh, so many times. Uh, mm. So I tried it out in the main deck. So I, I went with a uh, with four tank wires and two winter orbs, and it was like, oh, this uh, this little interaction, this lock is so good. Like if I have them both out, uh, and they get to untap their land, and then tank wire triggers to tap it down. So they're they're full. Yeah. You you have that's what I like and find interesting about elves. Uh, you mention it in legacy, but you I I kind of see you finding all those uh, like small p- paths in your deck as well. You you mentioned the untapping with the like the Quarian Ranger. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's as as you said with the Windroar, but also you have the. Uh, Wirewood Symbiote and the is it the Multanis Acolyte? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so you have all of the small pieces that like, yeah, because like I, th- I think the deck is I've seen other pe- people play without uh, Multanis Acolyte and Wirewood Symbiote, and uh, then it's just a an aggro deck, I guess. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but I think what gives the deck edge is card advantage. And like when you actually get to play Ancestor Recall every turn with uh, Acolyte bounce, re- rebounds Acolyte and replay it. Uh, yeah, the deck, you don't have to overextend anymore. And mm. uh, so, they're, they're, so they're and the, ac- the Acolyte is draw a card. It's not a like modern version of a <laughs> uh, card, draw a card. Because it's got an echo or what does it do? Yeah, it's a 2-1 elf for green-green and it says when it enters the battlefield I get to draw a card. Hmm. And it has echo. So uh, it's it sucks but it's so good. <laughs> hmm. uh, especially with Wyward Symbiote. Uh, but uh, worst case, I think it's the creature I've won like beatdown most with. It's uh, hmm. Okay. Uh, so, but you can play this deck, uh, as I said, you can play it as a combo deck or aggro deck or a prison deck or some, some yeah. in between. You can choose depending on what you're facing. I think because like we, we goal, usually like to talk about like how, what, what is a, like when does the deck tick? But as you mentioned, it's, it can work on many levels in a way then. Yeah, I think like... Obviously, the the best start is Forest into a Mana Dork, so Findor Elf or Lanware Elf. Uh, and then on your second turn, usually, like, can you land Tangle Wire? And that can be precluded by, like, Quirin Ranger, uh, another guy bouncing Forest to t- uh, play out another guy with a Dork and then play a, a Gas Cradle and, um, and a Tangle Wire. And from there, it's uh, you're in such a good spot. Uh, yeah, but, and uh, the Gaius Cradle and the Monadork they enable the like some of the winning condi- conditions, like maybe the last step of the deck. Yeah, so the last step is uh, like, yeah, you actually need to close out the game. Of course, you can win by beating down with small dudes, but usually it's better or more rewarding to assemble five to eight mana, which is almost 
yeah, it's not hard to come up to eight mana on turn three. Uh, but at least turn four, you're almost at eight mana, um, almost. Um, then you play Biorhythm or Over Up. Mm -hmm. They are your cash out cards. So uh, for anyone so, who's not know yeah. what Biorhythm does, uh, it's eight mana, and uh, each player's total life becomes the number of creatures he or she controls. Uh, which you usually have, you usually have more creatures than your opponent. Not always, but usually. Hmm. And uh, you also playing like the range hermit and all of the dorks, of course. Yeah. So, so the overrun is the other. Yeah. You swing big. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think like many people have tried out uh, some di different like pump spells. There's a coat of arms, and it, it's uh, there's an elf which cycles, uh, and if you cycle it for four mana, all other elves get plus two plus two until end of turn. The problem is they don't get any evasion or trample. So, hmm. like Oberon is, in my experience, it's really really needed to that you get trample because there are a lot of uh, decks that plays like Birds of Paradise, Land of War Elves, or Small Goblins, or Zombies, or what whatnot. So by hoarding over them with trample is yeah it's so relevant uh so i, I will i would never recommend to not play over on in, in this deck yeah and you're you have like every champion have you been putting them in and out or your deck because you mentioned yeah, yeah. like the anthem uh things what yeah. are your thoughts about the champion uh it's it's good. Uh, it's a necessary evil, I think. Uh, like, there are many, many spells or creatures in the format that deals one damage, and if you can make a one one two twos, uh, they're not, they're not so easily to kill. It's basically like, like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Most, m more importantly, it's uh, because of engineer plague, because engineer plague is such yeah. a common uh, sideboard card. Uh, and like it also, you have some tweak spaces, and I think three or four Elder Champion is what makes the deck able to be a be, be an aggro deck, essentially. Uh, so if you do not want to go the prison or the the combo route, just like holding out one ones, which gets buffed by by Elder Champion, is a good plan against many decks. Uh, hmm. Olan, you've been. Have you met some elves in the past? You've been playing pre-modern a while now. No, I have actually. I I have never played against um, elves because when I played against Anthony, has played Secret Force. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, but but I I kind of understand the deck since I have played uh, elves in Legacy, and I mean, uh, Overrun is um, is worse than Creator of Behemoth, but not by much. Yeah. Uh, the trample is is the important thing, as as Anton says. It's it's what makes or breaks breaks it. I mean, just giving your dorks plus four plus four, and they get blocked by like some siege gang dudes, yeah. uh, mm. and then and then you pass the turn. Uh, it's it's not gonna win the game. Uh, yeah. I have never I have never played the card biorhythm ever, mm. uh, but yeah, and like the I think you need to play the. Acolyte and Wirewood Symbiote to understand how good it is because it's it's exactly the same as um, 
visionary symbiote. Yeah. The yeah, new definitely. the new guy. You you draw three cards uh, a turn uh, instead instead of one. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And that usually is good, right? <laughs> usually. <laughs> uh, uh, I met uh, Berlin when he played because you guys spoke a bit about elves, and I got crushed by uh, biorhythm. Yeah. Because what I feel is good about the deck is that you. Even though, yeah, like you, we already mentioned and you said, like it works on many levels, but you need to address all of the creatures. And sure, it might be uh, like wrath effects and stuff might uh, get you ahead against it. Uh, but if you, you need to keep a counter up, like it's also in a way. <laughs> so yeah, it's like... hard to get like the space in there between because... Everything is so, and now as you have developed the deck also with the winter orb and tangle wire, I see how the deck is might be really effective against like mon most of the decks in the format. Yeah, I think like I have I have one hard matchup, and that's the uh, that's the rock. Because um, like post board, when I have for the pernicious deed, I'm usually three engineer plagues, uh, as well as uh, like some vendettas or diabolic ed edicts plus discard plus like large creature it, it, it's a good game plan against me uh it's not unbeatable but um yeah they're they're ahead uh but um yeah as you said i think you like i think you, you nailed it right there like of course you can answer the deck with the uh, wrath of god but but then there is so many must counters in this deck. It's like you need to you need to have some answer to Why We Symbiote, Priest of Titania, uh, Winter Orb, Tanglewire, Biorhythm, and Oberon. Uh, like you can't let Priest of Titania live because it will it, all the bad spells will come. Mm. Uh, and yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, cool you deck. have a lot of gas cradles in a way in the deck. Yeah. Uh, and you are able to play all these powerful spells, but still you can sit there with one of your Finhorn Elves and just tick away also. Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, and uh, I think you get to develop your own like playstyle with this deck. Uh, so I, I usually play quite conservatively uh, until I can like get my big turn and then uh, woof, uh, play a Biorhythm or an Overrun and go. Um, go down like I, I just want to address the, the importance of biorhythm because it seems like a janky card but in in so many situations like uh last weekend's tournament uh i faced oath uh and now who, you're talking about the winter brawl or no no i'm no, talking okay. about oh, the yeah. the northern swedish championship we have uh but i faced oath uh and he uh he landed Oath on his turn two and he was on a play. And uh, turn three, a fa Phantom Nishoba came in. And it was like, okay, I can't, I can't win against the Phantom Nishoba who gets him seven life each turn unless I have Biorhythm. Uh, and I played Biorhythm on my turn three and could attack him with two one ones. So I put him down mm. to one life and he could block one, one elf, but the other one bypassed it and put him down to zero before his life gain trigger resolved. And it's like, in so many weird situations where biorhythm is just, uh, yeah, it, it is what makes the deck work around some fucked up situations. 
how did you even come about putting it in your deck do you remember because no. you went from like being more of a you you want you wanted to spew out like with the collective unconscious yeah but it, it was like my tenders of agony i guess because uh, if if i played when i played collective unconscious i and i i could sometimes draw my entire library uh and i play a biorhythm and i get like 30 life or, or something and i put the, the opponent down to two life because he had two two blockers um it's not that I gain life or that he, he uh, gets to uh, to two life. It's that I can usually attack with like four guys. So he has two blocks, but my other two one ones will go by it and and he dies. Uh, so because I overextend with my my little guys. Uh, so the interaction is quite neat with with Byrim. Like your one ones actually matter now once you have resolved it. Uh, Mm. So I, I think it's a fine synergy in the deck, uh, and like I also happened to play against the Life deck last weekend in the Northern Sweden uh, Championship, uh, which got to he, he combat off and got infinite life, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that sucks. But I could play Byron the next turn, and I yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so, yeah, that's rather funny. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so it has infinite is okay. not enough. Infinite is not enough, no. Oh. Uh, but I respect people who don't play it, uh, absolutely. I just think, like, you have the range tournament for certain situations, like post uh, wipe, board wipe, uh, it's so good with a deranged tournament. Or uh, when you just have some small creatures, a overrun is awesome. And when you play against control or some sticky situations, like biorhythm handles the, the other tough situations, so, so they're all complementing each other. Okay, let's get into. We're we're going to talk about a bit maybe different matchups and stuff. And but let's start with the sideboard. Then that might might lean us in that direction also. Can you give us your sideboard uh, for the listeners that has that don't have the deck in front of them? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so I play three torment script, and I think. You have to play some uh, graveyard answers. Uh, I think three is enough in this deck, uh, but they're pretty self-explanatory, I guess. Uh, I play two null rods because um, combo is a thing and uh, pink prison is a thing. Um, uh, like Tron-ish decks, and I guess. Mud or stacks is a thing. Uh, well, so... and you played a bunch of stacks. Is uh, yeah. null rod a good card? Like, why is it? It, it's a decent card against my build, but it's not as good as uh, against a lot of other decks because I don't uh, rely that much on activated abilities when I play Winter Orbs and Wises and, and whatnot. But it's yeah. it's an it's annoying card, but it's not backbreaking. Uh, no. It works but, against, did you say the Devourer combo also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if you can land it on turn two, you're, yeah, you buy some time. Uh, but it, it, it's like against any Mox Diamond, Scroll Rack, uh, Land Text deck, they're so good. Uh, hmm. And yeah, they ha it has some applications. Uh, and then I play three Naturalizes uh, because enchantments and uh, artifacts are insane in pre-modern, so you have to have some answers. Uh, one of the most problematic, 
I guess is engineered plague um, and humility. Uh, so uh, it's sweet to have some sort of answer there. I play two master cores because I will be the guy who has most mana usually. Uh, yeah, and you're right. I, I did see them in the cyber, and I just didn't know what and when. But that, yeah, of course. So against uh, like sink any, all that mana into something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and against uh, any creature deck, Mastergory is a house. Uh, against Sly, it's the MVP. So mm-hmm. if, if you resolve okay. a Mastergory against Sly, you're very up ahead. Uh, oh. And Sly plays Grim Lavalancer, which obviously is a yeah, that hoses me. Uh, so I need to have some, um, uh, yeah, some follow-up play if he lands an early Grim Lab answer. Uh, I play the fourth Elvish Champion right now in my board, uh, and it's mainly because of uh, Engineer Plague. Uh, but it's like, if you're facing green and they play Forest, uh, the Forest Walk has won many many games it, it is a serious application in this format that you can mm. attack unblocked uh, yeah you're right but it's mainly for the for the engineer plague uh three color of the claws which is a flashy two two elf for three mana uh, that g- gives you two two bear bear tokens um if uh, for each uh, non-token creature that entered your graveyard this no or died this turn i mean mm. Uh, so it's for, yeah, you will expect uh, mass removal when you go to sideboard against most decks. Uh, so Color of Law is perhaps the most common uh, card I board in. And lastly, I have a Miser Life Force in the <laughs> one I played in um, the Fall Brawl. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's a, that's an old card. Uh, did, you, did you get to force the life out of any black spells or unfortunately not i brought it in uh, against uh, i faced like two dead guy ale decks um in the swiss and uh, i brought it in but uh, i didn't draw it uh but it's mainly for the rock here as well hmm. if you can land it on turn two you're in a pretty good shape to have uh, uh protection enough, or... yeah exactly protection from deed and then in the plague uh, but it's it's a jank one. I uh, in my later uh, version, I now play a, a third Winter Orb in that spot instead. But um, I, I guess it's uh, it's an American uh, Michael Arnold. He has played uh, Wirewood Herald. It's a one-one elf for two mana that says when it dies, you get to search your library for an elf card and put it into your hand. And that could also be a good spot uh, instead of Life Force. If you have it out on the board and they play a deed, you will be able to get a color of the claw and uh, flash it in mm. afterwards and get a lot of bear tokens. So, um, yeah, there are some flex spots here, but I, I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't move, move Torment Script, Color of the Claw, Master or Naturalizes. And I think Nodrod, at least in the Swedish meta, I think uh, it's a key card to, to have in, in my sideboard. Mm. Uh, but, uh, and it combos well with your Master Core. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Orland, do, do you play a lot of Master Core? That's one of the cards I loved like from back in the day. Yeah, I actually... I played my first Master Core since uh, the release of Versus Destiny when I played MUD this last tournament. Mm. Uh, and um, it's it's insanely good. I landed it turn two against Goblin. 
And I saw like the life leave his eyes when I played the turn two Mastiffor <laughs> against goblins. He, he, there is no way he can swarm out with a Mastiffor in play. Uh, yeah, yeah, goblin is a really strong deck. Usually they play black and red, right? Maybe for the dresses and some of uh, the... They actually play green nowadays yeah, for green. naturalize. Okay. okay. Um, so answers instead of like being having the t- the rests and I don't even know why they did they play no not they, they play Col- color of the claw and naturalize is the green splash and like the rest and drawless crusade uh, is is the black splash uh, so drawless crusade is basically a elder champion uh, in enchantment form uh, it's it's good against and it turns the goblins black it's good it's good against circle protector red and engineer play is it that card that makes also makes them zombies yeah. or yeah, yeah okay exactly. yeah. Uh, i see uh and uh, Ola, what do you feel about like the cyborg uh, you you haven't played the deck and you but, the, no, but you, you've um, been building sideboards at least for pre-modern does it address like the big yeah 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 decks? Uh, i mean the obvious cards are uh, call of the claw naturalize Tormod script and Masticor, and I think Nullrod. And then you have basically two flex slots. Mm. Uh, I I mean, I like I like the fourth champion. I like a third winter orb. I don't like life force. <laughs> uh, no, it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I can see the Herald as well. It seems like a fine card. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but like sideboarding, uh, isn't it? Because you have so many, is it easier in a way? Because you don't need a lot of what what cards are like the ones you can't touch in the main. Because it's uh, kind of a combo deck in a way. Yeah, uh, I think like you never board out any lands. Seventeen lands is uh, like yeah, you can't go down to sixteen never. <laughs> mm. uh, and you never brought out uh, Land of War Elves or Findor Elves. Uh, they're too important. Uh, otherwise, uh, it all depends. I usually leave in all my Queer and Rangers because they're so good. And uh, But like, why would Symbiote and Multanus act light? If you're facing a fast, fast deck, uh, they're not that good. Uh, you do not have the time to like outvalue them by drawing a lot of cards. So you can trim some of them. Uh, my go-to guys to board out are the Birchlow Rangers. Uh, I think those are... I need to try out something in those two slots in the main deck, but they, they're really good. But it's like, yeah, I board them out all the time. <laughs> mm. So the deck works without them. Uh, and then if you're facing like... Um, if you're expecting a lot of mass removal uh, post-board, you trim down by rhythms and overruns. Uh, because you will usually not come up to that amount of mana or that amount of creatures. Uh, and you have to go like beat down or prison instead. So, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, if, if you're facing like Reanimate or Stifle Knot or Hermit Goal, uh, where they operate on like one or two mana, Winter Orb you, is bad. So you can board them out. Tank Wire, I usually keep in. Uh, because they're just so good. Even against Sly and yeah, uh, uh-huh, okay. Actually, against Sly, uh, Winter Orb, uh, 
I tried it in, in a tournament when I faced like two slide decks and I kept in Winter Orb and it was like, shit, this is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's quite a mana-hungry deck, uh, Sly. And like you shut out shut out their uh, curse scroll and they, they can't like chain spells at you anymore. Yeah. Um, and they have to Do attack they your play creatures. Like instead. the barbarian ring, or what's it called? The land yeah. that you sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. That, that too. So uh, I think Winter Orb is fine against uh, Sly. Mm. Uh, and yeah, otherwise, like Elvis Champion, if if you're facing a fast comp deck, they suck. You don't have to have them. Mm. Um, Maybe those are the color of the claws in a way. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. They can usually switch for the color of the claw, absolutely. Uh, mm. Depending if if you're expecting engineer plague or not. But the um, range I usually can trim down to one. Um, so yeah, you you it's like the legacy elves. You trim some, you take one there, one there, one there, and then you have open mm. up like four or five spots. Uh, yeah. But you usually want to have keep some sort of overrun or buy rhythm depending on what you're facing because you need to have, yeah some blow blowout spells or reset buttons. Do do you like Priest of Titanias against uh, like your burn and ping heavy decks? No, uh, I can board out like one or two of them. Uh, I rather board out some sort of perhaps Multanus Acolyte or um, Wonder Range Tournament or uh, something instead. Oh, and Burslow Rangers, of course. But uh, yeah, the priests are not that good against uh, like Sly, so one or two can be boarded out for sure. But they're also like, yeah, if you resolve it, you know you will get three less in your head because they have to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Some other cards that you, <laughs> like you, you wrote a, an article uh, on Premodern Magic back in 2019 when you played GothCon. Uh, yeah. You had an Easter Championships there, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just want to mention the cyborg and everything there. You're playing a shoreline raider there. Yeah. And uh, th- that is not because you need protection from Cavu, right? No, sadly, the flame tongue Cavu is not very much played in this format. Uh, no, uh, it was a uh, it was a trophy card from Gothcon 2018. The winner uh, got it. It was Oland's choice of card to bring. Uh, and we all signed it, and the, play, the winner ha- has to play it in his or her seventy-five cards. So, so what what was the like? Because the winner each tournament. What what was it? Hold on. The winner each tournament brings a card to the. Yeah. yeah the, the the point is that um, the winner can choose the next year's card. Uh, Do you have I don't to know. play it? I don't... Like each tournament after that, or. Mm. No, no, only at the Easter Championships. Yeah. Mm. So uh, it's not it's a shark, n- at least. No. It, it's not a shark. Uh, mm. It's an Easter Championship shark. Uh, mm. so talk to me about, like, you played Reverend Silence then? I did? Yeah, oh, okay. I think okay. so, in yeah. Cyborg, but you don't really... Yeah, I think, uh, like... There, there were a lot more enchantress deck, at least in Sweden, uh, like two years ago. Uh, I don't know where, what has happened to the enchantress deck because mm. it's a it's a really good deck, but I have not seen it uh, for a very long time. Uh, I think it's like 
Andrew Walker, who who uh, is hosting the is the tournament organizer for the monthlies over at Facebook. Uh, he, he usually plays some sort of enchantment decks, but like they're really not enchantress decks anymore. Yeah, so I've, I think that's why like I the had first the real so. tournament we had, like after starting the format, uh, <laughs> we uh, Leofert, I think. He yeah. plays a lot of enchantress. He won the tournament <laughs> because, like, you, you need those. You need something. It's a if yeah. It's a hard luck if you don't have like cards like uh, reverent silence in a way. Then yeah, I've tried uh, tranquil grove as well in that spot. It's it's like an enchantment which you can pay two mana and it destroys all other global enchantments uh, and it stays. Uh, in play and that's a really good card also but uh, i found like i almost only bored in versus the rock to answer their engine plagues and plague engineer so that's why i tried life force and uh, yeah winter or now and if you're playing a meta where there are a lot of enchantments uh, i think it's reasonable to play uh, tranquil grove or or reverence island yeah and uh, also seed time that's a really <laughs> yeah. nice card you don't play it anymore was no. it just was it your cute card back yeah, then or it was, my cute card. it was like okay i can play seed time where i can play biorhythm against control and biorhythm is strictly better so <laughs> but uh i have yet not lived a dream with seed time uh, and like... for, for those who ha haven't seen or know what the card does uh you you can only play it during your turn yeah it, two mana one green one and you take an extra turn after uh, this one if an opponent has played a blue spell this turn yeah so the thought process was like against i don't know what were blue counter decks or yeah and i think like blue was quite popular back then uh like many many people tried out psychotog iterations and like tricks didn't you play tricks seb back then uh, yeah, yeah actually i've been i've played like all <laughs> decks i feel like but i've mostly uh been tinkering with uh control like heavy control decks i guess yeah. uh, th those are the decks that i've been playing most but yeah sure i play tricks in the beginning uh, yeah. you wanted to like you also did yeah. <laughs> I, I, you already told me don't be don't be cute you, you tried to play storm and like uh, maybe also because then when we you want to find the you you want to find out if something is too good in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I you always thought that tricks was that kind of deck, but I haven't seen it around in a long while now. <laughs> no, no, I think I, like yeah. uh, oh sorry, hold on, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, yeah, uh, Martin Martin Berlin always thought it was like a tier one de deck back then, but it it never won anything. Um, and it's weak against so much in the format. Like mm. gain one life, yeah. hard to yeah. beat. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, Fountain of Youth activation once, it's not legal, but yeah, it is legal, it's in Chronicles. Yeah, uh, yeah so you could actually beat it with while playing a turn one Fountain of Youth. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, 
I played it. Uh, I played it quite a bit, and it's. Um, I mean, I lost against Pox and stuff <laughs> like that with it, uh, <laughs> because if they remove your lands, you can't win. Uh, and like, it's I don't a, know it's a it bad is. biorhythm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you you need to. The the fun part about tricks is that you you and your opponent draw a lot of cards. Like arcane denial is a good card, and uh, you you just set it up in a way. Uh, and I've even played tricks mirrors with, and yeah, those those are fun also. But yeah, you're right. The there's too many like weak and I spots. Think like, and stuff. Yeah, I think I think tricks really is punished by not we're not allowing dual lands like it was back in yeah. old standard uh, that you could play the red splash for uh, pyroblast pyro and uh, pyroclasms uh, so yeah it mono blue is except for stasis it's not so cool <laughs> i think uh, yeah maybe 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 we'll see it come back again. Yeah, Maybe someone like, has some Samuel, build out there. Uh, Samuel Corsell's uh, Jagmatsborgen uh, tricks was the shit, though. So it was like uh, one of the most scariest decks back in 2019. Yeah, you're right. And that, he, I don't know if he even played tricks then, did he? No, Just he, he played life. one donation in, in the board and uh, Burning Wish package. And then okay. he played like one or two illusions in, in the main to draw another 20 life with Jagmat Bargain. So mm. it was quite a good interaction. Yeah. Uh, the, the scary part for that deck was sometimes when the opponent gained one life. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, and yeah, sure. But the donating is not... It's not the if you have Jogmo's bargain and played gaining twenty life is maybe enough also. Yeah, the pro the problem was that you had to do some some weird. Either you can death grasp yeah. them or or you could like diminishing returns and hope you didn't exile one of your <laughs> needed yeah. cards. Uh, well, that's old school magic. I love that. Yeah, but like that, that deck was it, it took some skills uh, and some luck, I guess. But uh, you you had it was not like so straight line. You could you actually had to like wait a lot of options to mm. to chain it. Uh, so right. it was a cool combo deck. I actually have a fun story with that when I played Samuel Korsell and he took a turn. We were 1-1 one, one, uh, and um, he was going off and he had been sitting there for 30 minutes because if he, he didn't go off, he would just lose. Um, and he was like, yeah, uh, I'm not going to win this, but maybe Steven Menendian would have won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, then we took the and then one other tournament. Uh, Kenny Oberg took the deck. He didn't even look at the deck, and he sat down, uh, went eight zero in duels with it without even looking at the deck before shuffling it up. And I mean, I mean, he's an insanely good Magic player, and he knows all the cards. But still, you take up the the weirdest combo deck in the format and you go 8-0 with it. Well, all you need is to draw cards, Solon. You have all the answers in your hand there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe it's good that Jogmund's Bargain isn't uh, in the format anymore. It's... Yeah, it's, it's up for debate. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think so too, mostly. But, uh, I miss it because I, I want to play.
tell us briefly about your uh, pre-modern fall brawl uh, tournament. You did well there. How and what happened? Uh, yeah. Okay. So it was uh, basically bas- uh, it was divided into two pods uh, where you get to play four. And uh, if anyone wants to get into this these kinds of tournaments, where should they go? Yeah, uh, so the Americans uh, over at the Facebook group, uh, Premodern Online Play, they uh, host a lot of tournaments. And uh, mostly, uh, most monthly, there are more, most months, there are a regular monthly tournament, which Andrew Walker is the tournament organizer. And each fall and each spring, uh, Michael James Hoyp, another American, he hosts uh, the Spring Fling and the Fall Brawl. So it's like uh, it's a it's a tournament which it goes on for a for a month or a month and a half I I think um, and the spring fling and fall brawl they're divided into first play one pod with uh, in this case four different opponents and uh, depending on your standing after each four matches are uh, are played out. You get to uh, you be paired into your second pod with four new opponents, which uh, has the same uh, standings as your or close as your own standings. So in your second pod, you will uh, get the more of a Swiss feeling where you play decks that are like tired against you. So uh, in my first pod, I played uh, I played against goblins, two different dead guy ales, and one. Uh, it was Jonas Bjarnstedt who played a really cool, like, uh, it was a, like, mono-blue uh, Ankh uh, Parallax Tide deck, uh, Prison mm. deck, uh, <laughs> uh, which played Ankh of Mishra and uh, Parallax Tide and, uh, like, wa- Washout and Mana Maces and, uh, yeah, it was really cool. But uh, Elves was cooler, better, yeah. <laughs> so I went uh, 4-0 um, in, the pod, uh, in the first pod. But you, you, your matchup against like Dead Guy Ale and you feel... Yeah, uh, Dead Guy Ale has not been much of a problem. Uh, pre-board, I think Elves uh, has the upper hand. They have discard, of course, but like you can raise them. You can just uh, overwhelm the board uh, with your... They have one or two guys mostly and you have like six guys. Um, and post board, it's a little bit more difficult because they have some play perish, some play, no, not some, all play engineer plague. So you have to account for it. Uh, but it's like I, I find dead guy ale. It's a cool deck, but it has somewhat problem to close out the game. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, some, been, yeah. I think I even wrote an article about dead guy ale, some different versions of it, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're, you're correct. The problem is either you're playing those not really good, like early creatures, or you're playing the more controlled build. Uh, and okay, you have like you're 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 good at picking apart your opponent's hand, and you're good at yeah, you can go many different directions, but there aren't like those winning <laughs> no. cards. You slowly tick away in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's a good deck against combo decks because the discard is huge and like do you land a hypnotic specter round one with a dark ritual then you're set against the combo deck. But um, yeah, against many other decks they will, yeah, they will answer it and go around it. Oh. 
But uh, I guess in the finals now in the fall brawl, Gabe Farkas is playing that guy ale. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. obviously it has potential. And uh, yeah, I'm not on any way like don't talk it, but I found it. I'm not found the perfect like 75 for that deck yet. Uh, and I, I think Elves has the upper hand. Uh, I think the uh, dead guy ale in the finals is more of a uh, aggro-ish <laughs> version also. Yeah. Uh, because there are a lot of silver bullets uh, being available in the spectral links and whatever. Uh, yeah. I, no, yeah, I think he has some, not maybe spectral. Yeah, so no. I think he plays Doughty Horrors or some shadow, the other shadow guy, the white can't blocked by white shadow shadow yeah yeah um so it it has for sure some some uh, more aggro elements Mm. but the the best cards are are the fun why you want to play (laughs) that guy ale is vindicate and uh, what's it called the gay verdict yeah 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 Yeah, absolutely they're good cards I, I think it's a quite terrible deck. I can don't talk it. Um, <laughs> and and I'm I'm quite confused about Dead Guy Ale because I've been playing a couple of monthlies now and so many people in our side of the world. I mean, the monthlies are, are like you, uh, Americans play against Americans and the rest of the world play each other. Yeah. And so many people in our uh, side plays uh, Dead Guy Ale. Hmm. I mean, I think I play... In the four tournaments I played, I think I played five or six different players on Dead Guy Ale. It's the most uh, common deck I played against. I, th- I um, think I think that assessment is correct. Cause like, and I think many uh, new players to the format they show they choose Dead Guy Ale because on paper it looks so good. You have all the good spells in black and white. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. It doesn't really perform that well. Uh, but I think it's like. It's some allure to it when when you're new to the format and it's like, yeah, mm. these these are good cards. But yeah, I think Anton puts the nail on the head where it's lacking and it's like uh, finishing, <laughs> winning. I mean, I mean the white the white you're give your the white you're gaining is not uh, that good compared to Birds of Paradise, Pernicious Deed, and and good finishers. Yeah, I, I mean. Uh, I I don't know. I don't really see why I would like yeah. why I would prefer Dead Guy Ale. The, the usual uh, like, weird thing also playing sorts of plowshares and trying to win early in a way also being aggressive. Yeah, and like uh, all your aggressive creatures cost two black mana, and then you have one planes for the swords, and it, yeah, the mana base is quite fucked in 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 the deck. But uh, swords is a good card. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I think that yeah. When I uh, tried a bunch of Phyrexian Arena decks, I actually ended up uh, finding like red black being the best uh, yeah. version because going for reach then instead of answers, I guess still having the dresses like we talked about like in the beginning. That's a strong point for playing black to begin with. Yeah, and uh, that's a that's a deck that like also came out in this year like the machine had the black red machine had 
with the Dra- Draco explosion combo as a side deck. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 I don't understand if you play that deck why you wouldn't play Draco explosion in it because it's. I think that's that's so good and it's so easy to get them down to 60 in life yeah. as well. What does it do? Uh, why is it good? Tell us. Or... I mean, it's it's a you you play that. Um, uh, what's the black card where you can discard cards to put cards on top of your library for four mana? Insidious dreams. Insidious dreams. Yeah, in, yeah, insidious dreams. If you play insidious dreams for two, you stack it Draco and erratic explosion. And then in your your turn, you just play Erratic Explosion and and throw 16 damage in their head. Um, And if you, by some, um, if you for some reason don't play Scroll Rack and draw a Draco, you can stack your deck with with, uh, Insidious Dreams, just stack four Lightning Bolts and throw Lightning Bolts at their head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I played that deck and it's like my opponent. my opponents were like, okay, yeah, I have you dead next turn. Okay, Insidious Dreams <laughs> hit you for 16. Yeah. You have me you have me lethal two times on board, but yeah, you're dead. Uh, and it's and and in response to a discard spell, like they duress you, uh Insidious Dreams set up the combo. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, it's a cool, uh, cool deck. But um, sorry, Ola. Go ahead. I don't know why people call it Machine Head because Machine Head is something else for me. It's the old old school deck oh. uh, with Jusam, Jusam Berserk, Sengir Vampire, yeah. and all the restricted cards. Yeah, so, I, so. I got a bit confused there also. Yeah. Okay, I think I think um, it was uh, in the Invasion Standard Worlds, like a Dutch guy. What's his called? Tom Van der Hoyt or something. He he won. The worlds back in like 2001 and that deck were machine head it was black red uh, blazing specter yeah yeah burn discard uh, thing and uh, i guess the guy who met this one or at least put it put up the software david daniel from the states i think he yeah he, he paid yeah he, he played like yeah plague split uh, spitter that's such a yeah. cool art on that card i love that <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but like with the i don't know crypt angel some cards that you don't really see today also uh, yeah it, it, it's a cool deck. yeah uh, uh, you uh, went but uh, you went straight to after your you went four zero against like yeah, you mentioned. I, fa- I faced goblins as well and goblins is it's not an easy matchup uh but um I think I resolved Mastercore both game two and game three, and yeah, Mastercore is good against Goblins, mm. which Oland previously stated. Uh, so, and then I were in the second part, I faced uh, Landstill, uh, what was it, Recurring Nightmare Survival, uh, Reanimate, and uh, another Recurring Nightmare Survival, I think. So I went two-two uh, in the second pod, and uh, I came in um, the eighth place on tiebreakers. But, hmm. um, and it was a large tournament, right? Like many people. Yeah, I think it was like sixty-five players. Uh, so um, it, it was a fun setup, and I think like the, to be paired against uh, other with similar standings. I think that's like 
I missed it in the 2020s because <laughs> uh, the monthly structure isn't like you, you're facing like in your batch six different people and then you go to playoffs. Yeah, uh, you, you need was, to write out the standings and put them on your wall <laughs> and have some cardboard people standing yeah, around looking. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's the fun part. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and just just to say, for people playing old school, the summer derby and win- winter derby plays kind of the same. In the second batch of four players, you also get paired against people with the same record as you. I think it's three of them and then one random opponent. I don't remember. Maybe they change yeah. it up a bit, but for people wanting that, Dave for Bard is hosting the winter derby. Uh, in January, uh, and it's uh, and it's yeah, it's the same setup, so it's pretty cool. You get to play like four matches in two weeks, uh, so you have plenty of time as well. Mm-hmm. And we were actually, I think, in the first batch, we were paired against uh, time zones, so basically Americans yeah. in, in in some batches and the Europeans and the rest of the world in, in the other batches. So it, it's quite easy to schedule when most of the players in your first batch have. Like Central European time or Eastern. Uh, it, yeah. It's it's a pro. It's not a problem. They are pretty good at scheduling. But there's there's been quite some people from like Philippines, Singapore, Hong yeah. Kong yeah. playing now, and they are like plus seven hours. They usually are plus six, but they get their daylight savings time during <laughs> like yeah. New Year or something. <laughs> so they are plus seven hours now. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I and also this... played like against like two Philippines in the fall world, but yeah, it wasn't a problem. Uh, no. You just have to like be somewhat flexible to play in your midday. Everyone is home now all day and now. Yeah. So. once existed between elves and men. Long ago we fought and died together. We come to honor that allegiance. My proud to fight alongside men once more <laughs> uh, okay so and you did went top eight and then you did you struck out immediately or what happened because you clearly you already mentioned you're not in the finals yeah i'm not in the finals no i played uh, against the, the number one seeded player nils uh, uh, who were playing terrageddon and we actually uh, our match was streamed last monday uh, and in that match, uh, it was quite interesting. Uh, he, he won the first first game, I win the second game. And when we're boarding uh, for the third game, uh, the, the commentators, uh, the stream got a question about the timing in that, uh, how I se- sequenced the, the, the second game. So what, what was happening was... Um, he attacked in with a lot of uh, like terrors and werebears and uh, nimble mongoose, uh, and I somehow thought I could, 
I could block uh, and go into combat damage step and add mana before damage happens. Uh, so I let my creatures die, and then with that mana I could flash in color of the claw. Uh, and that was not an illegal uh, was not a legal play. Yeah. It turned out. Uh, you, you need because it's a, another step. Yeah. Uh, where, where uh, no, it, we were in the same empty, step, but. but we were in the same step, but I did not. Uh, I do not get uh, any priority before combat damage happens in the combat damage step, so I can't add mana in that step before a creature dies. Uh, and I don't think this has ever come up before. But no, I like. I, I I've not played the combat phase for so many years. Uh, the problem <laughs> is you need to you need the mana from your mana dorks. Yeah, at that uh, situation. Yeah, okay. Or yeah, or I, I needed it from Cradle. Uh, but um, anyhow, we played the last game. Uh, we said like, uh, or the commentary said like, we will have to check this up with a judge, but proceed with our games. And uh, if um, if it were an illegal play, Nils wins with two zero, and that was like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I I mulligan to four the last game, and I actually won that. <laughs> so uh, at the stream, I won the the. The game with two one, but then two judges uh, stated like I, I couldn't make that play. I couldn't add mana in the combat damage step before damage actually happened. So uh, uh, Nils turned out to win with two zero instead. Mm. It was a fun game, real fun game. Uh, before we we talked to you, <laughs> I I mentioned to Wallan like yeah yeah I'm actually watching the game from the like top eight now and all about yeah it was sad he lost i was like <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> we're we're we i mean we were gonna come to it anyway yeah, so, yeah right um, i i hadn't yeah. watched it before we but but watch, watch game three and you see how elves uh, operate with four cards in hand it was a beautiful game mm. um yep yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, quite awesome to to actually uh, win that. So, yeah, yeah, now everybody knows how it works. I, yeah. uh, the, uh, before we end off, I just want to mention also the only bad thing about not having judges is actually people not trying to learn. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That, that that is like the only I would say like when you're meeting someone that just like playing like back in the days <laughs> just like, like slinging cards and don't care and never want to learn because this is clearly a learning moment and well yeah. something people learn something from it and next time you will know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh I mean I have a friend he doesn't play online but he's like Always when I say like, yeah, I put this on the stack and this on the stack, and he he is like, yeah, I don't understand the stack, and I'm never gonna learn it. Yeah. Okay. And you don't have to be a like rule enforcer and don't try to find cut corners or whatever, but uh, yeah, find a middle ground, have a nice conversation with your opponent, and at least yeah, uh, if you don't want to. <laughs> Like Ola mentioned, if if you're meeting someone and they're just going on, well, maybe that happens once in a while. Usually it's really, people are nice in this community. Absolutely, so. yeah, it's the best. And, and you have to remember, we don't play for anything and some people don't care about uh, 
results or or that much except yeah. for the gather gathering so remember that when people are not like into the rules you can i mean you can explain to them and and they might say yeah i don't i don't really understand and it's like yeah but kind of we can move on and just play hmm. uh, yeah. uh, or like if you don't know the rules in a situation and you don't really have anyone to ask just roll a dice like like the original rules <laughs> if you don't know just roll a dice for it but, but don't tell a judge uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about our our underground uh, online community. Like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if you lose, uh, like whatever. Uh, since we are not playing for any prizes. Uh, so you're, Olan, are you playing any pre-modern at the moment? Yeah, I'm uh, getting beat up really bad this monthly with Draco Explosion. Um, I I think my sideboard is kind of misbuilt and I think I've had quite bad matchups. So I'm two and three this month. My worst so far. <gasps> oh no. But but you already told us that it, it's okay to lose, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's and it, and I think that I I mean I'm I'm quite um, uh, used to like picking a deck and knowing I'm going to be really bad against these decks. Mm. Um, and uh, Anton, maybe we should mention also you did, you hosted a tournament uh, in the northern parts, parts yeah. of uh, Sweden, an actual yeah. factual tournament in real life. Yeah, that was uh, quite cool. It's like the first real life tournament this year I played, uh, but uh, to run a short, no, a long story short, yeah. uh, it would come up an article about it uh, in the days on the blog, but um, yeah. we, we hosted a Nationals and Legacy in uh, our town, Arshesvik, which is in the northern part of Sweden, and uh, because we wanted like players to actually travel from the southern part of Sweden, uh, we uh, we did a whole weekend, so Matic from Friday to Sunday, and we offered some uh, eternal uh, former tournaments so like I, I uh, was in charge of old school and the pre-modern and uh, the pre-modern uh, tournaments we were 31 players so that was hmm? real that was quite huge for a physical pre-modern and uh, I mention it because you're as you said you're putting out an article on pre-modern magic uh, yeah. like in the coming when actually, when people hear this, they can go in and check it out. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, all I can say is elves did well in that tournament as well. It's a good deck. Mm. Uh, so, uh, but I I get it. Like you have to actually own for Gaia's Cradle, so <laughs> it's not the most uh, friendly deck to like coming to the turn uh, coming to the format with. But if you own them, uh, try it out. It's uh, it's a real fun deck. Yeah, cool. Uh, have we left anything out? I think we've been kind of thorough going through the green forests and scouting for elves. I think so. I, it's one more thing because uh, I see you have it as a, as a question here. So why not play Rofellos? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I tried Rofellos. It's the most iconic card ever from my childhood. But... Uh, it sucks with Queer and Ranger so bad. And Queer and Ranger is so good in this deck. Uh, and when you start bouncing your own forest, Rofellos sucks. Yeah. Then it's just a, just a uh, more expensive than anywhere else. 
I, as I said, I saw you playing like in the tournament that was streamed. You can find it on Cloud Goat Ranger on the Twitch if anyone wants to yeah. check it out. And I saw what you're saying right now. You're usually yeah. bouncing stuff and yeah. uh, and you have the cradles and yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think if you want to play like Trinity, the green um, Mana Denial deck, Raphaelus is really good, but like this version of Elves is is a combination of Trinity and Elves, and I think it's just better uh, if you want to go competitive about it. But uh, playing like Plo Anders and Rafalos is quite sweet. So yeah. If, you're, if you don't care and you just want to play like cool versus Destiny cards, uh, play Rafalos and Plo Anders. Yeah, I think that sounds awesome. Also, I think you should try to build an opposition deck with your cradles. <laughs> Uh, I like tapping stuff with tangled wires. Ah, uh, opposition sounds so. It feels so nice. I have seen um, I've seen uh, Yuki Almelun play a bit of opposition, but I think he cut his cradles from that deck ah. because they weren't good, good enough in that deck. So that's good news for me then. Maybe I should check <laughs> out his deck. Uh, okay, well, thank you for joining us, uh, Anton. Thank you very much. We, we mentioned that you wrote some articles on the Primodern site. Where can they find you? Do you want us to check out anything else, the listeners? Okay. And... They can find me on uh, Facebook, I guess. I'm Anton Glantz. <laughs> you don't know uh, really, but... <laughs> no, I don't know. But uh, Or did you ask where on the blog it is no i just asked if uh, people should check out anything else ah uh, sorry sorry i i thought you were asking if they would uh, uh, sorry i i misheard you uh premodernmatic.com uh is the official homepage for this format which is run by slamfan and martin berlin i think yeah uh so there's a blog section there uh, and you and, have uh, written some articles and another one is coming out yeah exactly yeah. so i usually talk about elves <laughs> <laughs> and like tournament reports like now yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a, it's it's the motherhood site so i think it's i think it's important that we're all trying to like ship in uh, some content there because uh, like the americans are doing such a great job this year with all the streaming and all the tournament organizing uh, and that's obviously huge but sometimes when for people who just want to like they have five minutes to read on their on the toilet break like having a, an article in written text is kind of sweet yeah so. and we have uh, yeah a lot of things going on in the states that has pushed the forward format yeah, forward yeah. i think we have another podcast there the pre-mod cost also yeah, yeah. exactly uh, a lot of a things program. to check out yeah. absolutely so there 2020 has been uh, not so much physical play but uh, much content and that's cool mm -hmm. so uh, awesome what you're doing here southern Holland as well uh, i appreciate it well we're, we're, the, we're trying we're trying the, <laughs> i think the community appreciates it as well so uh Olan, you actually have a blog yep and i actually posted some deck lists from pre-modern there um, it's usually just a old school uh, blog blog.aginamist.net and i will probably continue posting some pre-modern stuff and maybe something else than just deck picks i don't know mm. maybe talk some about the 
the beginning beginning of the format or something. Yeah. Uh, Anton, what do you think we should talk about in Premodern next time? Uh, oh, there's so many things. Uh, ooh, I don't know. Um, if if you're able to uh, put Martin Berlin on, I think it's cool to have like the the the, the grandfather, the godfather, <laughs> on. But uh, there's so many deck techs uh, like all on you. You already did yours, uh, your mud deck over at uh, another um, podcast. Yeah. All, yeah. all things considered. All things, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that was a cool one. Um, we can do that again. We have our uh, X-Files crew member, the janitor. He plays a lot of mud also. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, otherwise, I think like the Gothenburg crew uh, should be on. Um, those who came up with like both Pink Prison and um, Devourer Combo. They're a great bunch of guys. Uh, and they're apparently brewing something uh, yeah. according to Jukka Almelund so uh, try to see what they're, they're up to mm. I, I mean if you look through his decks there are so many decks and so many bad decks and a couple of good decks <laughs> and every now and then a really good deck okay. yeah. uh, I mean Ar- Ar- Arved is also in the mix where for building yeah. decks there Absolutely. yeah the Pink Prison deck and the Devourer deck was some of their creations, right? Yeah. And, and the original blue-black uh, Stifle Knot yeah. as well, okay. that's, which uh, Svante perfected, yeah. in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, good calls, guys. Let's so there, set there something are, uh, up for that then. Yeah. Maybe... Otherwise, you should just pay, pay it uh, back forward or backward, I don't know, <laughs> to the Americans. Like, they deserve all the credit and uh, yeah. they can get for, for 2020. So, uh, like, there are a handful of them uh, who does, like, 95% of all the content on, on pre-modern right now. So, like... I agree. You already mentioned, like, Andrew yeah. Walker and uh, a bunch of them uh, yeah. keeping up the tournaments and doing content and having... Yeah, doing a lot of work. Uh, so maybe some of the, the listeners can ship in and give uh, me and uh, Olan some suggestions, what they would like. They can. This will be posted on Facebook, but you can find the, uh, all of the other episodes on uh, wakwak slash m... Let's see now. <laughs> Monster of the week is it M O T W? I guess. Yeah. You yeah. could just Google it uh, and uh, drop a comment. Uh, you can email me at sebcelia at gmail.com or find me on the Instagram or Twitter. And uh, that's uh, all, folks. Take care of each other. Bye bye. Uh,